Happy Tuesday. My name's Nick. And my name is Alan. Welcome into the dungeon. So as Shrew is peeking out through this slit in the door that he's been communicating to to Fenner through his Stone of Sending, you see that Fenner and Fabian are rushing towards this door as as you had beckoned them, and you also note that the three orcs had turned their attention swiftly towards your companions who have broken cover. I think we need to roll for initiative. I hope it's a good one. I, I need to go first. Okay, that roll was for me, 14 plus 2, 16. You want me to roll for Fena and yeah. Fabian as well. Fena, 18 plus 1, 19. And Fabian, 10 plus 1, 11. Okay, so Fena is going first. Fena is going to do what I asked her, and she's just going to leg it into the back door where I asked her to go to. Okay, so with her movement range, that will take her to the foot of the stairs. Can she use her... Sorry, can she use her action... To dash. Mm, to dash, yeah. Yes, yeah, she surely can. So she's going to go in. That gets her inside. So you're accompanied with Fenna now as well inside the... She's going to stand back a bit further back from the door. So she's going to go in and she's not going to hang around the actual door. Okay. Next up is Shrew. Oh, good. So Shrew is going to go up to the, the door within the kitchen. We are currently in the kitchen, right? The where, one that leads sort of to the hall before the main door, yeah? Yeah, where, where I found the, the sort of mold, the butter skull mold. Yeah. So I want to go to that door, the one that leads to the main hall. Perfect, yeah. And I want to stay there, but I want to cast my moonbeam there on the actual space, let's say five feet in front of the doorway. Okay. Is that a spell you need to see, the target location? It has to be within range, but I, I will open the door if necessary. I'll open the door and cast that. Okay. On the five foot in front of the doorway. So directly in front of the doorway, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Is Shrew doing anything else? I'm using my bonus action to turn into a, a bear. So yeah, Shrew is now in bear form, standing guard at the door. Sorry, are you leaving the door open or is the door now closed? I leave the door open. Okay, so as Fabian is running towards the door, one of the orcs from outside, I mean obviously you can't see this but I'll describe it for yeah, yeah. For, for you and, and for the listeners. One of the orcs that's running towards the farmhouse is taking aim at Fabian with his javelin. Wow. He launches it. Across towards Dodge it. Dodge it, Fabian. That's a six plus five. That's an eleven to hit. Fabian is carrying his longsword, his sword, so he wouldn't have the shield up either, but it's still fourteen to hit. Okay, so the javelin sort of lands some distance away from him. Fabian sort of glances over his shoulder, ducks his head down a little bit, carries on running towards the, the door. Nice one. And that takes us to the orcs outside. They're still bashing at the door and shouting more and more angrily as they're, they're hearing commotion from within. They, they don't seem to understand what's what's going on. They're just sort of pounding and shouting in orcish. Upstairs, similarly, you just hear 
shuffling of feet and the banging of the, the boards that were, or rather the shutters that were protecting the windows. And again, there seems to be an argument happening between the orcs outside and the orc or orcs that you can hear upstairs. And that takes us to Fabian. Fabian is carrying on running, trying to make it into where Fenna just did, into the back of the house. So he's using his dash? If he can't reach the house within his... Yeah, he, he won't. He won't, then he's using his dash. And he's staying just where the door is and closing it. Okay, so Fabian <sighs> manages to run up the stairs a bit out of breath, a bit shaken. Slams the, the door shut, the sword ready. Glances over, relieved to see that Fen is there. And equally relieved to see you in, in bear form. Sorry, I'll also mention that after having thrown the javelin, that orc has used his aggressive nature and he made a dash towards Fabian. So just as he was getting to Fabian, Fabian's managed to to run away. Nice one, Fabian. Okay, so now it's the turn of the other two orcs outside, and they're going to use their dash as well, seeing this gnome and this human rush towards the, the house. They're going to charge after them. So that takes them to the foot of the stairs. We're starting to become outnumbered. And that brings us to the top of the round, Fenna. Fenna is going to move a few feet back, just a few feet backing away from, from the door, backing away from Fabian. More or less in the middle of the kitchen, more or less in the middle of the room. Is she holding any actions or is she doing anything? No, she'll just be holding on, but she's not going to ready an action or anything like that. Okay, over to Shrew. Shrew is just, again, going to stay there. He'll, he will be ready in an action. As soon as he sees someone get close within range, he's going he's gonna to attack. He's going to do his multi-attack. So he's readying his, his attack action. But if I can... Can I growl? Can I make a ruckus? Can I yeah. make a noise? So yeah, I'm gonna, at the top of my voice, or at the top of my roar, do that bear roar. <laughs> to try and attract, or get the attention of the orcs that are upstairs. Is that a, an intimidation check? <laughs> well, it's more of a call, it's more of a trying to get the attention, but yeah, if they feel intimidated, all that much better. Yeah, let's roll up a persuasion, because you're trying to call their attention. Let's see if, they, if they're gonna draw their attention towards you. Nine. Nine? That's with your modifiers, yeah? Yeah, zero modifier. That's not quite as ferocious a growl, perhaps, <laughs> as you had, uh, had intended. Okay, so it's back to the, the first talker that threw his javelin at Fabian. You can't see what's happening from, from where you are, but he's rushing up the stairs, barging through the other two orcs, so he sort of knocks them back a bit as he takes the position, and he's going to try and slam his way through the, the door. So <clears throat> sort of pushes into it, it's just closed, no? You haven't locked Yeah, it's just closed. Um, it's just closed, yeah. He, he's just running up with his aggression. He's not even bothered to check if the, <laughs> the, <door's open. laughs> if the door is, is unlocked. He's just slamming into it with, with all his being. And the, the door sort of gives way a little bit because it's not locked. It's just sort of caught on the latch. And it sort of stays there. It stays standing. But uh, Fabian is well aware that somebody is currently at the door. Did the door open in or outwards? The door opens inwards. Opens inwards, okay. So I'll, I'll say that's his action. All right. And we're over now to the two orcs outside. They've heard the growl because they are in your close proximity. And now they're trying to slam their bodies into the door as well. But the door it itself is being held back by the immovable rod as well. So that door isn't even slightly budging. They've both thrown their full weight into it and sort of ricocheted backwards. And again, they're just grunting and shouting in, in orcish. Upstairs again, you hear shouting down and after a, a very brief sort of exchange of grunts and growls you hear footsteps moving away from the area you had previously heard them okay 
Now it's over to Fabian. Fabian is going to open the door and use his action to strike down on the orc that's behind it. Okay, so yeah, he opens and he sees this hulking orc all glistening and, and oiled up, sort of confused as the door sort of swings open and this longsword <laughs> slashes down towards him. That's 16 to hit. That hits. He's using both his hands to do this, so it's a d10. That's 10 total damage. So the blade slices into the, the shoulder of the orc as he's dealt with those 10 points of damage and he sort of recoils back against the, the banister of the of the stairwell. And just as promptly, I'm guessing, Fabian slams the, the door shut or is he leaving this open? Now nah, he'll leave it open because I don't want the orc opening the door against Fabian okay. and Fabian having to step back. So now he's opened the door, he's there and he's blocking the entry, hopefully. Okay, so at present there's a bottleneck outside with the other two orcs and they can't really get to the door at the moment. So they're just sort of piling and, and shoving, trying to, to make their way. And I'm going to do a contested roll between these two orcs being the one covering the door and the other two trying to get through. And we're going to see whether they manage to successfully shove the other one out of the way. Right, they're trying to shove him over. Yeah. And yeah, and, and Fabian's just seeing now as these orcs sort of pushing and rushing up and you see this one sort of roll over the side of the banister and he falls prone at the bottom which actually would be five feet down. I know the rules say it's 1d6 for every 10 feet, so it'll lose half <laughs> the damage rounded down. So he takes one point of damage as he boom, collapses onto the floor under him. Nice. Sort of grunts and shouts at the, the other orcs above him. And it's top of the round over to Fena. Fena is going to cast Sacred Flame on the orc that is now commanding the doorway. So he, well. he, has to, he has to make a dexterity Perfect. saving. So... That's 15. Yeah, he saves, so he takes no damage. Damn it. Over to Shrew. Shrew is kicking himself again internally because he's remembered that he didn't give his potions to his allies yet again, which is always <laughs> a mistake because he can't use them as a bear. But other than that, he's still holding his turn. He's readying in the action to attack if he sees anyone enter his space or at least five feet from him. Okay, so it's the turn of the orc that's now face down on the dirt that's been shoved by his colleagues. He's gonna use half his movement to get up and he's gonna start running his way around the house. So he uses his bonus action to dash as part of his orc trait. And then he's gonna take his actions to dash as well. So, so he's legging it round the outside of the building, foolishly not realizing that it would have been quicker <laughs> to run around the other way. He's gone, the long way. The, yeah, he's gone the long way. <laughs> They've got a minus two intelligence. intelligence. Makes sense. Okay, so now the, the movement that you heard upstairs, you're now hearing it coming from the room opposite the kitchen. And you're hearing like a, a rushing, running sound of, of heavy feet moving towards the door that leads from the kitchen into the, the other part of the house that you haven't yet explored. True, from where you're currently standing, you can now hear the sound of banging on the door, which is quite distinctive to... The, the noises you were hearing before, which sounds more like shoves or sort of slamming on the door, you're now hearing the sound of some sort of weapon being struck into the door. So you hear as something slams into the door, and then you hear another sort of into the door as well. You can sort of guess that they're trying to more than their brute strength to, to force the door open. 
And that takes us over to Fabian. Did you say everyone heard footsteps coming or, or running coming from the room adjacent to this kitchen? Yeah. But we haven't seen anything. The door is closed. The door's still closed, yeah. Okay, Fabian is just going to concentrate on what's in front of him and attack again, this time stabbing the orc in front of him. Okay. That's 11 total to hit. 11 does not hit. So as he sort of tries to stab him, the, the orc sort of does a little shimmy and the blade passes just beside him. Is Fabian doing anything else? No, he's staying there. Okay, incidentally it is now that very orc's turn to return the favor. <laughs> That's 14 to hit. Hits. He just hits as he sort of swings his great axe down on Fabian. So yeah, his great axe sort of sinks into to Fabian, catching him on the shoulder for 12 damage. He's feeling it. That was a, a mighty hit. The second orc is trying to shove his way in. He's going to try and shove the orc that stood in the doorway as well. <laughs> and as he tries to shove it, you sort of see the orc that stood in the doorway sort of look over his shoulder at him and shoves him back as this orc sort of all greased up from wrestling the pigs. He takes a slip and a tumble as he falls down the, <laughs> the stairs backwards. He's prone as well now on the floor. And that brings us to the top of the round and Fenner. Fena is going to run up to Fabian and stay next to him, just beside him on, on the side, like diagonally to the door. Okay. And she's going to cast Cure Wounds on him. It's a 1d8 plus 4, which is 8 total. So that brings Fabian back up to 20 hit points. He's going to need them. Is Fena doing anything else? No, she's just staying there on the side of Fabian. Hopefully he can protect her. Let's see. Over to Shrew. Okay, Shrew is stepping away from this door, and you said that Shrew also heard the footfalls coming from the from the hall. That's correct, yeah. But from where Shrew is, there's also a door in front and to the right of him. Yeah, the one that was in the main hall leading to the outside of the house, yeah? Yeah. He's gonna try and... There was a kitchen table, sort of a kitchen table where the mold was on. That's correct, yeah. He's gonna try and go to that and drag it towards the door that no one is protecting right now, the one that leads from the kitchen to the to the other room, where everyone heard the, the orcs, or what we imagine is the orc running towards. So yeah, it, it takes you five feet to get there, and I'll say that because you're in bear form and not true form, and due to your strength, you you have enough movement to flip it in. Sorry, are you flipping it or are you just placing it there in front of the door? It doesn't really matter if I flip it or not. I think e either way would be fine. So just slide it against the door. Shrew in his bare form sort of goes and places it against the door and he's got just enough movement to get back to where he was, which if I'm not mistaken was your intention. Yes. Nice. So it's the turn of the, the first talk that was knocked over the, the railing and he's continuing his run around where he sees his companions sort of hacking at the at this door that's been held shut by the, the immovable rod. And that takes us to the orc or orcs that were upstairs. So as you're sort of standing guard, looking towards the, the immovable rod on the door, you see this orc sort of appear in the foyer, and he sort of takes a glance at this rod, sort of surprised he doesn't understand what this, this object is in front of him, and he sort of turns his head to the left and sees this hulking great bear stood in the doorway. And you notice that this orc looks a bit scrawnier than the other orcs that were outside, and you see him suddenly drop his club and turns and starts making his way <laughs> back the way he's come. He's not paid enough for this shit. So yeah, you just see him sort of run off back the way he's come. And that takes us to the two orcs that were outside. You hear again the, the, the whack of something hitting into the door and you suddenly see a great axe break through the door and sort of slam, or rather 
slice the door in half at the point of impact and you can now see two orcs through the, the gap there, looking bewildered as they see this pole placed in front of the door. And that brings us to Fabian. Fabian is directing his attention still to the orc in front of him and again is going to try and slash at him again with a sword. Okay. That's 10 total to hit. Yeah, that doesn't hit again. Fabian, disappointing. And it's over to that orc's turn, incidentally, as he returns his attack. Sorry to say that that hits again. <sighs> it's not Fabian's day again. <laughs> it's never fun when the DM laughs. That's a 10 plus 3, that's 13 damage as his wow. great axe slams into Fabian again, bringing him down to 7 hit points. Oof. He's seriously hurt. Okay, so it's now the other orc's turn that was shoved down the stairs, and he's gonna, following his ally's actions in the previous round, he's gonna make a dash around the building. He's following the exact same path again, rather foolishly not realizing that it's actually shorter the other way. He's just blindly following his companion, and he's run off leaving the orc that's engaged in hand-to-hand -hand combat with Fabian holding the stairs on his own. And at this point, Fabian can now also see the two orcs that were cutting wood and they're sort of reaching the outside of the, the building. He can now see them from the open doorway and they look a bit confused. They're not really, they don't appear to be sure whether to join one orc or the other. They've seen one of their companions run across and they've seen this other orc stood at the doorway attacking something but they can't quite see what stood there. From where Fabian and Fen are seeing, they they sort of see that these look a bit scrawnier and less ferocious than the one stood in the doorway. That takes us to the top of the round with Fenna. Fenna is going to cast Sacred Flame again on the orc that is outside of the door. Okay, so that's a dexterity saving throw. And that's a 16. Yeah, he saves again, so nothing. He's a, a greasy, greasy orc. Slipping and sliding all, all attacks at the moment. Slippery customer. Is Fenner doing anything else? No, Fenner isn't doing anything else. I was meant to cure him, cure Flavian, uh, Fabian, but I, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully he'll last another round. Very well. Now that takes us over to the initial orc that was in the doorway that's run around, and he makes his way up to his colleagues, but he can't really push through at this moment. The door is sort of split, but it's not fully broken in yet. He sort of runs around the side of the building and, and out of your sight. Okay. It's now the turn of the orc that sort of ran in, saw True in bare form, dropped his club and legged it back in the exact same way he came. So you're hearing the, the frantic running of heavy footsteps again above you. And that brings us over to Fabian. He's still trying to down the orc in front of him. Again, he's going to slash down with his double sword. Hopefully this time he hits 14 plus 4, 18 to hit. That finally hits. Finally. That's a very poor 3 plus 2, so 5 total. 5 total damage. How has Fabian attacked him? Again, slashing down as best he can, just lunging forward and slashing down across his chest. So yeah, that sinks in and he takes 5 points of damage as he sort of recoils a bit. But he looks determined as he turns his great axe swings it over the top of his head is going back down for for fabian and you'll be relieved to hear that that's a two <laughs> as he sort of swings but having taken a slash across the chest his axe sort of slams down into the floor to the side of fabian good so it's the turn of the the third orc that had been outside and you can sort of see through the the split door now and the, the two orcs that have stood in front sort of hacking it to pieces you can see that a another orc 
has sort of joined the party. In terms of the, the game board, this would have been one of the three orcs that was initially at the door with Fabian. And you see that he looks a little scrawnier again and less ferocious. He sort of stands there with his club in hand. He looks unsure of what's going on. One of the two orcs that had been cutting wood, you see, or rather, Fenner and Fabian see that he comes up the stairs to stand next to his orc companion. And the other one, Fenner, sort of catches a glimpse of him running around the side of the building as well. So that takes us back to the top of the round and over to Fenner. Fenner this time is gonna remember and cast Cure Wounds on Fabian. That's a 6 plus 4, so 10 points of healing for Fabian. So Fabian's back up to a healthier 17 hit points. Not bad. Is Fenner doing anything else? Currently no, she's staying there. Over to Shrew. Shrew is just holding his action again, just waiting for someone to get close to him and attack. The two orcs that you can see through the split door, you can see that the one that slammed and sliced through the door with his great axe is going to take another swing at it. And this time you see the, the what remains of the door sort of shatter around and he's going to use his orcish aggression to charge towards you. Is he stepping into my moonbeam? He most certainly is. Alright, he must make a constitution saving throw then. Natural one. Yes. <laughs> it takes full damage, that's 2d10. 2d10? Yep. That's gonna hurt. I, I hope it does. I hope it does. That's a total of 16 hit points. 16 hit points? 16 damage, sorry. sorry six, I'm six, not well, yeah, yeah. There would be hit points. So as he sort of lunges towards you with his battle axe having slammed through the, the door and charges towards you, steps into your moonbeam, you see him sort of take all this damage and it obliterates him where he stands. Nice. I don't even have to use my ready action to strike him down. Here you go. <laughs> Did he look like one of the scrawny ones? No, he looked like uh, one of the, wow. the bigger boys. So it's over to the other orc that was at the, in the doorway, and he's just sort of seen his companion obliterated before his eyes, having run towards the bear. And he sees this rod sort of stood in the middle of the, the doorway, which he looks rather confused about everything that he's, he's seeing right now. But he, he can't help his his orcish nature and aggression, and he he sort of charges with his great axe and is going to try and take a swing at Shrew, stepping over the body of his companion, or what's left of it, and also standing in the moonbeam. Constitution time. That's a 12. He fails. It's a 13. <sighs> That's going to hurt. Another 2d10. Another 2d10 for this fellow orc. Less damage. It's 8 total. 8. And Shrew had held his action, yes? He had held his action for when he could make uh, an attack. So yeah, this orc sort of runs in, steps over, as I said, steps over the, the remains of his colleague, takes the damage from your, your moonbeam, and as he's swinging his axe, you've still got your held action. Right, so I'm gonna bite at him with my multi-attack. That's a 10 total to hit. That misses. Damn. But yeah, I'm assuming you're following through with your claws. My claws, yeah. It's a natural one, but I can roll again because of my racial trait. Lucky. Trixie Hobbit. <laughs> Huffling. And that's an 18 this time, plus 5. That hits. Great. And that would be a slash. So I'm standing on, on two legs and coming down on the orc with my, my paws. Ah, not very good. That's two twos on the 2d6. That's a total of 4. Plus 4 to hit, so 8 total. 8 damage. Again, you see this orc that's just taken the damage from your moonbeam. You've missed with your bite, and as you come down on him with your paws, he sort of crumples underneath your, your weight. Nice. And he's gone. Another one bites the dust. 
So it's over to the, the orc that fled the scene when he saw you in Bethel. And upstairs you're now hearing the, the dragging of, of furniture. And it's over to Fabian. Fabian is still trying to take down the orc in front of him, which is proving difficult. But he's going to use a bonus action to cast, or rather to use second wind. 1d10 uh, plus his level. So he rolls a 7 on the d10 plus his level, which is 3, so it's another 10 hit points. He that regains. takes him back to full health. Full health, good. Just when he was about to go down, I forgot both the healing spell from Fena and I forgot the second win ability that <laughs> Fabian has, so that could have been a costly error. But luckily he survived, and now he's going to use his action to slash at the orc again, try and kill it off. Yeah, that's no good. That's a natural one. Natural one? Yep. So... Yeah, he swings his sword, hopelessly missing, and leaving himself open to a return attack from said orc, who's equally pathetic, <laughs> <laughs> and sort of swings his axe, slamming it into the, the door frame. Well, we could say that it's not that they're pathetic, but they are dodging and moving out of the blows that yeah. are coming. It, it, it's an epic battle of yeah. uh, survival of the fittest. And now we go to the, the scrawnier looking orc that had sort of run all the way around. He's just seen two of his uh, colleagues be completely obliterated in front of his eyes, and he turns and starts making a run for it. He's taking a rain check. So far I've seen two orcs run away, yeah? One upstairs and one away, and you saw a third one sort of running round the outside of the building. Mm. So now we go to the two orcs that were cutting wood outside, one of which is with the orc battling Fabian and the other one which made his way around the building and he's just seen one of his companions bolt past him and through the fields and as far as, as he can see. But he hasn't seen what's made him flee, so he's gonna carry on around the edge of the building. He gets to the door that's been slashed open, sees this weird pole in front of him, sees this bear covered in, in blood and the remains of two orcs at his feet and he's gonna say, I'm gonna get out of here. <laughs> Thank you. He's going to say no thank you. No thank you. He's going to turn and he's going to use his action to dash. Okay, so the, the second woodcutter, Orc, he's going to try and take a swing at Fabian from adjacent the door. He's just going to sort of try with his, his small axe. He doesn't have a, a great battle axe like the, the Orc stood in front of him, or rather stood beside him. I'm not even going to bother looking for a modifier. He misses. Good. He, Fabian sort of sees this small axe coming from adjacent to the door and he just slams it into the door, brings it back and he's ready for, for whatever comes next. And that takes us to the top of the round on Fena. Fena is going to cast Sacred Flame again on the big, big bad orc, the one that looks bulkier. A deck saving for you? Yeah. That's 13 plus 1, that's a 14. I think that just saves. Yeah, it saves. It's 12 actually. Okay, over to Shrew. Shrew is using his action to move the moonbeam towards the orc that just fled, the scrawnier looking one. It's 60 feet distance that I can move it and I'm gonna try and place it right above him. Okay, so yeah he's 45 feet away from you so that does go directly above him. Okay so for now nothing happens but if he starts his turn there then he would have to make the constitution saving throw. Okay and that takes us now to the orc that sort of you saw run round the side of the building and almost from directly underneath you, you can sort of hear a banging and shuffling. Okay. Did I find a trapdoor when I first came into this room? No, you did not. You saw that there was sort of like a, a small roof outside one of the outside, windows when you yeah. looked. So now from above you, you sort of hear the slamming of wood on wood as you hear like a... <clears throat> and then from before your eyes, 
you see this orc falling out of the window. <laughs> what? Falling out of the window? <laughs> yeah, he's jumping out the window, which is about 15 feet above. You heard this slam of wood on wood, and before your eyes, this sort of orc falls in front of you. Actually, he's going to do an acrobatics as well. She spectacularly fails. <laughs> Those were good rolls for me this time. This orc sort of jumps out of the window, not very gracefully, and just collapses into a heap and his, his sort of neck and, and shoulders twitch a bit and then he there's no more movement over to Fabian right Fabian is trying to deal with this orc that doesn't seem to want to go away he's just gonna attack it again hope for the best that's 17 to hit total that does hit so again he slashed last turn this time he's drawing the sort of back and stabbing the midriff of the orc that's a 9 total of damage to the orc. And as he stabs this orc, thrusting his sword into his belly, the orc sort of slumps down onto him. As he draws his sword back out, the orc slumps onto the floor in a bloody heap. Yes. Fucking orcs. <laughs> that brings us now to... Sorry, is Fabian doing anything else? He's stepping out of the doorway and confronting the other orc that's, that tried to take a nick at him with an axe. Okay. He hasn't got any sort of multi-attack or anything. No. Very well. So now it's the turn of the two woodcutter orcs. The one that was running away is in your boom beam. So he has to do a constitution saving throw. That's right. Or suffer the consequences. Even fails. I'm sure he will probably suffer the consequences. That's a six plus nothing. Yeah, he fails. So he takes the 2d10. Which is a total of 15 damage. As he sort of starts running, you sort of see him burst into pieces as the moonbeam completely obliterates him. <laughs> Thought he was getting away, that one. But no. So it's the turn of the other woodcutting orc who's just seen his bigger brawnier companion fall at the sword of Fabian, who's looking rather pissed at this moment in time. And he's going to disengage and start running. Hmm. He's getting out of there. And that brings us to the top of the round and Fenner. Fenner, having seen that the orc has fled, is now emboldened and decides to, to move outside of the, of the house and onto the stairs. And she's gonna try, if she has visual of the orc that was running away. She certainly does. Then she's gonna try and use her sacred flame. He needs to make another dexterity saving throw. It's a 17. Which he saves. So Fena does nothing else. She's just going to stay there for now. Just in front of Fabian. That's it. You run. <laughs> Shrew shrubberies will get you. You're damn right they will. That was, that, that was me. That was on a character. <laughs> Over to Shrew. Shrew is trying to figure out what's going on. He's just seen a walk fall from the second floor, which he imagines was the one that ran away originally, back into the other room that leads from the foyer, from the main entry towards the area I had not discovered. Um, and he imagines that that's the one that was making noise upstairs. So he's gonna ignore the second floor for now and he's gonna exit. So I'm gonna walk to the exit, to where the immovable rod was. Yeah. I'm gonna go outside. Yeah. Do I see anything from here, from the, from the doorway, from the stairs? In the far, far distance, several hundred feet away now, you see one of the orcs that, was, mm. that had licked it. That one's getting away, isn't he? Several hundred feet away. I don't know if to let him escape or not. I could technically dash 
for 80 feet and close the gap. I did hear though there was movement under the house, so can I maybe use my action to make an investigation check or a perception check to see if I find any way to go underneath the boards of the house? When you had investigated your surroundings, you had seen that to the side of the house was a small sort of roof shed-like looking outcrop from the, the side of the building. Yeah, I remember. Which would sort of coincide with the sounds that you were hearing underneath you. And I did see an orc fleeing when the door was broken yeah, to the right. Yeah, towards that direction. So from where you are now, you're seeing that orc a couple of hundred feet away. Running, you can see the well to your immediate left. And just, you know, just simply by turning your, your head, you can see the that roof that I was just describing now. I'm going to head to that roof and see if, I, if that's an entry point to somewhere, maybe a basement or something. So your 40 feet takes you exactly to... To outside of, those, to that, of that roof. And you can see a set of wooden doors which are left quite ajar. And as you sort of glance in from, from where you are, you can see that there's stone stairs leading down towards what looks like a cellar. All right. Do I look like I can fit through those doors <laughs> in my bare form? Yeah, you could squeeze through as a bare form because you can go through a space that's one size smaller than, than you are, but you'd have to squeeze in. All right, so I'm, I'll be doing that. I'm going to squeeze through that door and try and get to the basement, see if I see anything down there. I've used my movement, so I'll be using my action. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going to ask you. So yeah, you use your dash and you make your way down the stairs and you find yourself in a cellar that's got a dirt floor, walls of mortared stone, an eight foot high plank ceiling which is braced by wooden pillars. And in the center of the room, you see tied to a chair, a large figure with a burlap sack pulled over his head. Oh my. Shelves along the walls which are lined with skulls made of butter, protected by a thin coating of wax. Mm. But more importantly, stood between, or rather stood behind this figure, is the hulking form of a, an orc, oh, which has his battle axe to the throat of the okay. of this figure. Alright. And sort of grunts at you in orcish. D does he look ready to slit this poor guy's throat? Is he like, does he, is he holding his axe? He's holding his axe to the throat, but he's a bit taken aback at this bear that's at the doorway. So as he sees you, he sort of pulls the, the blade of the axe away from the throat and he's got it held up in an aggressive right. stance. He seems to have thought that my threat is more of a problem than killing this guy. Okay, that's the end of your turn. Yeah, that's as far as I can go, yeah. Yeah, and in, in a poetic manner, it is in fact that orc's turn in the order of initiative, and he's gonna run towards you, wielding his axe as he sort of swings it round. He's gonna try and take a, a hit at you. That's an 11 to hit. That just hits. So his blade makes contact with you in bear form, dealing you a paltry five <laughs> <laughs> damage. I thought it was going to be a more epic, more epic hit. I'll take it gladly. And on that note, it's over to Fabian. Fabian is trying to run after the orc that was fleeing. Can he get there with his full movement? Just. Just. Literally to the square next to him, so he's within range. And as he's running, he's held his sword over his shoulder. And as he reaches, the orc is going to slice at him <laughs> when he's not looking. Poor guy, but <laughs> that's what it is. Got to take him out in the back. 17 total to hit. That most certainly hits. Great. And just uh, four total damage. So as he runs up to him and swings his sword, this poor orc is trying to run away. And his blade swings clean and true and knocks his head off. <laughs> and this orc just collapses at his feet. His head sort of rolling a few feet in front of him. Poor Orc never saw it coming. Over to Fenner. 
Fena, slightly disturbed by the scenes unfolding in front of her, is, is taken slightly aback, but she quickly recovers and decides that it's best to keep up with Fabian in case any other orcs spring up from behind her or surprise her somehow. She can't see at a glance any orcs near her. No, she can't. She'll just run up to Fabian then and ready her sacred flame in case any orc pops up. Okay, so she's running. Fabian! Fabian! Uh, we're through! And then sort of Fabian turns over. We'll get to him now. And that takes us over to Shu. Shu kind of looks where the orc hit him. And if a bear could look unamused, <laughs> that's what he's looking like. He's that, looking bemused. Yeah, bear amused. Bit of a dad joke there. <laughs> he's going to sort of look back at the orc, unamused, unfazed, and bite his face. <laughs> What I will say is you're, you're getting ready to hit him that he looks a little hurt already. Okay. And Shrew wouldn't have seen him fall over the, the side that this was the one that fell. Or rather was uh, unceremoniously shoved over <laughs> the banister by his colleague. So that's a 13 total to hit with his bite. That just hits. <sighs> Good. And that's a total of 10 damage. 10 damage with the bite? Yep. That's going to see him off. How should we this? All right. It was with his bite, and yeah, he, as I was explaining before, he kind of looked down when he received the attack of the orc. Kind of unfazed, looked up with a wry smile, if a bear could smile, and just gets up on both his legs, slightly bumping his head up above him, and then chomps down on the orc's face and rips his, his nose off. <laughs> so yeah, that, that will do it. Yes. It seems we have found Bigal, the guy we were searching, hopefully alive. So yeah, we're, we're out of um, battle now, and you're, you're sort of staring at this rather large figure with this burlap sack on his head, who's sort of shuffling in the chair, unaware of what's going on. He's just heard this growling sound and um, something collapsing and an orc shouting out the commotion upstairs. He's sort of... <laughs> so on his chair, trying to sort of move around. You've got no idea where Fenner and, and Fabian are um, whilst this is going on. All right, in my haste and in my nerves to try and free this guy and see what's going on, I forget I'm in bear form, so I sort of run up to him and go behind him and try to untie the the sack that is on his head using my bear Your finesse. Bear <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, give me a, a dexterity with a disadvantage. That's a total of five. So with these big, clumsy bear paws, you're sort of trying to finessely untie these ropes. And you're like... <laughs> and your drool sort of falling on, on the neck of, of this, um, this person that's um, with this sack on. And you sort of... <laughs> and then you realize that the knot you're trying to untie is actually just part of the burlap sack. And you can sort of just pull it off. <laughs> I use my mouth to pull it off. So as you pull this burlap sack off the figure in front of you, you see this bald head which looks quite bruised and you can sort of see the the sides of what looked like a long white beard as this character sort of turns over, sees the spear and sort of tries to get his head out of the way. His, his arms are sort of bound behind him and he's like, oh, you can see there's got a gag in his mouth as well. I bite the gag and try and take it off him. You see, he's sort of trying to recoil away, but he's bound to the, the table. You're sort of gripping and you're pulling, but obviously the, <laughs> the knot is behind. So you're sort of pulling his head towards you. 
almost throwing him from the chair, your drool's getting all over his, his face. Yeah, it's at this moment I realize I'm still a bear, <laughs> and, and this is really awkward. So I drop my phone whilst trying to <laughs> bite the gag. Okay, so suddenly you're, you're back in your shrew form, and you've got this, this rag in your mouth, and your face is uncomfortably close <laughs> to this large, burly, sort of farm weathered man his face is sort of all covered in bruises and cuts he looks like he's being beaten and his eyes sort of open wild uh, widely in in bewilderment as this bear suddenly turns into a rather unassuming halfling with this gag on his um on his mouth and your mustache and his sort of <laughs> touch <laughs> oh oh i'm sorry oh no with all this excitement, I forgot I was a bear, and now I forgot that I was trying to bite the gag off you. Let, let me let me get this for you. And I and I drop down from his lap <laughs> and go around and try and untie the gag. So yeah, it, it'll take you uh, just a couple of seconds or so to sort of get the knot now and, and untie it. Are you you going to try and untie his, his arms as well? Not yet. I just want to make sure who he is and that he doesn't pose a threat to me, though. It's obvious who he is, but I just want to make double sure. Before I do that, though, I'm going to take out my Stone of Sending and try to talk to Fena. Fena, are you okay? Is Fabian with you? This is before you untie his gag. No, before I untie his... So you've removed the gag yeah. and you're ignoring him. I'm ignoring him for talking. now and I'm going to start talking. Okay, so, so you've said that to, to Fena. Yeah. And this hulking figure sort of turns his, his head over his shoulder in complete bewilderment. Who the fuck am I to be? Oh, I'm um, sorry. I I'll be with you in a moment. I'm just talking to my what friends. The fuck! <laughs> you sort of see him shuffling on, on his chair, trying come, to... Come down. You haven't been able to get out so far. You, what makes you think you'll, you'll be getting out now? True. True. Yes, Are you safe? Fena. Yes, I'm, I'm safe. I think I found our friend Big Al here. Um, I am Big Al. That's... What? Sorry. He's... He, sorry. Could you keep it down a second? And, <laughs> We found a friend Bigal here, and he's he's tied up. But if you go around the house to the opposite side from where you came in before, you'll find a little basement, some a double door thing that leads down to a cellar. If you make your way down here, I'll be waiting for you. We're on our way. We're on. And you, you sort of hear scurrying just before she turns off the <laughs> the stone of sending, which we're kind of using like walkie talkies here. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Sorry, sorry, friend. You said you were Big Al, yes? Hi. I, I've been sent here, me and my friends, Shrew Shrubberies, nice to meet you, to, to save you. And so far, we seem to have uh, fended off the orcs that had captured you. That, you? I, I mean, had you walked in here as a, as a halfling, I wouldn't have believed you, but that, that bear form. Yes. Never seen anything quite like it. So all, all the orcs are gone. Yes, some fled, never to come back again, and most are dead. How many... What about my farmhands? Your farmhands? I'm afraid one of the hands is lying, is floating in the pond. Aye. I'm sorry, but one is in fundling a drunkard. Or maybe he took to drink after what happened. But yes, I, I met one of your farmhands. I have two of your steeds as well. Very nice, very nice fellows, if that makes things better. And... You're alive, at least. So... I've got I've got that to be grateful for. Who made it out? Sorry? Who made it out? Out of where? Uh, you said that one of my farmhands made it to um, Fandlin. Yes, yes. Uh, he was a drunkard by the name of Davos. 
I got to get out. So he sent help. Sorry. So he sent you for no, help. No, no, no. Well, uh, not not exactly. He asked us to go, but we were coming here anyway. We found a quest placed on a board in Thandling, and we were coming here to to rescue you to see if you had survived the attack. But then we met Davos, and he asked us to do the same thing. So here we are. Well, I'm grateful, nonetheless. Yes, excuse me, let me, let me you, uh... tell you. Yes, so, oh, I'm so sorry. And I take out the dagger that um, Victor... No. Vincent. Vincent. <laughs> that you stole from Vincent. Well, <laughs> I took in a moment of much need, and I'll take it back to him eventually. And yeah, I'm going to use that to cut the ropes. You sort of see him... And I kind of walk away this, slightly, this step is back. His wrists. <sighs> You're a rather strong fellow. Uh, how come you got... Outdone by these orcs. Well, we're simply overpowered, and you know my farmhands aren't any aren't warriors, so to say. I can do, I can defend myself. I I was a sheriff once. Yes, I heard. So uh, I'm rather skilled with a weapon, but so many orcs and those enormous beasts that were with them. Oh, you kill those as well. <clears throat> I kind of look back to see if Fena and Fabian are coming. You hear them sort of at the foot of the, at the top of the stairs. True. True. Yes, down, down here, down here. We're, we're in the middle of a conversation. Um, large beasts. Uh, yes, some sort of I don't know ogre-looking, troll-looking. What? No. Monstrosities. No, I'm afraid we haven't taken care of those. Do you think they are hanging around? Well, hopefully not. If you haven't, you haven't seen them anywhere on the farms. No. Well, that's good. They they might have taken the bait. The bait? Yeah, they were searching for my for any gold or any trinkets that I might have. And I, I told him about this shrine just five miles south of Conorbury. You may have come across it on, on your way here. Those uh, That ruined town. Oh. Not far from here. Yes, we heard a, we heard a cow bell. You heard a cow bell? Yes. Have you seen any any cows here on, on my land? No. Oh, that, that might be Petunia then. Petunia? What do you mean? That's my, my prized, my prized, my pride and joy. Petunia? She's the one who makes all the, the butter that, that I, oh I live off. And what's she doing there? I don't know. She may have fled the she may have fled the farm. And you send the orcs there. The you send the trolls. Well, I, I didn't know that they were heading to or that Petunia oh, would be in Conbury. Petunia is in danger. Well, basically, I told these these beasts when they were beating me. They wanted to know what gold I have, and I have some hidden. Hopefully, they haven't found it. But I told them about this shrine and this sort of story that when. Conbury was ransacked by barbarians some time ago. They'd had enough time to, to sort of get out and hide their gold. And I told them that they'd hidden them in this shrine. So perhaps they've gone there if they're not around. But it's a lie. There's no gold. Well, the, the story that, that I've heard says that the shrine's priest seers foresaw this barbarian attack, giving the townfolk time to escape. And those that did went to the shrine bringing as much of their gold as they could. And apparently... These uh, these priests hid the gold somewhere within this temple, this shrine. So mm-hmm. I I just put that out there. But you know, some of these orcs stayed here and they've been beating me regularly, trying to get information on what little gold I have left. But you know, I, I figured they'd kill me anyway. So the longer I could stay alive, so the, orcs, the better. Sorry, the orcs were after your gold as well. That's all I wanted. Well, I don't know. Um, the little broken common they spoke. The, talked something about having to leave their land and that this was now theirs. Yes. Something about some some dragon. Yes, yes. There's a dragon making the rounds, displacing beasts of all manner across the country. Well, yes, they, they wanted to take my farm for their own. But I figured, as I said, they were going to kill me anyway. So I figured if I tell them where my gold is, 
Don't just kill me anyway. Yeah, that's probably what would have happened. I need to find Petunia. Petunia. Say, um, do, would one of you have anything to sort of help bring me back up to speed, back up to strength? Are you planning on going looking for Petunia now? I, I need to. If I can salvage anything that's that's left of my life, I, I need my, my prized cow. How else would I would I survive? I understand. We, we could help you, and we would be willing to help you recover Petunia. But we would need to rest first. We cannot head on, especially if you send those ogres. They were bigger than the orcs, you said. If you send those there, I don't know how long your Petunia would last, or if she's alive even now, but if we go without resting first, you need the rest too. I, I, I could do with a good night's sleep. Uh, we'll have to, we'll have to keep watch though in case they come back. Yes, that that would that sounds like a good idea. Actually, before you you make your way to to rest and sort of secure the farmstead, give me a, a history check. Natural twenty. So you will have heard of this this shrine, the shrine of Savras, which would have been in the former town of Conibury. And you would have heard a rumor that there was a, an altar of fate. And these stories, perhaps from your time when you were being brought up by the priests in Neverwinter, you'd have heard stories of this once famed altar, which could perhaps give visions of your destiny or your future. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I think, I think I'm starting to recall some of, some information about this shrine you're mentioning. And it would interest me quite a lot to seek it out. So I wouldn't mind. I would anyway. I would go and help you find Petunia. Poor thing needs to be back with her owner. But I wouldn't mind investigating the shrine at all. But we need a rest. I'll be joining you. I'm uh, I'm good with a sword, despite what you're seeing here. Well, I can see. I can see you're built. Well built. I can see you could uh, hold yourself in a fight. So I'm glad that you join us. We'll need your help. Aye. Thank you to you two as well. What a, an unlikely band of heroes. A gnome, a halfling, and a human. Yes. You have my thanks. You're welcome. And if, if I can repay you with, with some of the gold I've got upstairs or, oh, or some one. item. Actually, I've, I've got an item that perhaps would interest you. This chainmail, this special... Chainmail? Exquisitely crafted mithril mm. chainmail that could keep you safe. It's yours. Well, thank That's you the, the least much. I could do if you will not take gold. No, we, we, we wouldn't want to take gold if you're struggling with your business, and we don't know what's happened to Petunia yet, so... But I, I appreciate your gesture with this, with this shirt, with this chainmail. Thank you. Uh, my thanks to you all. Uh, let's go upstairs, uh, if that's all right with you. Let's yes. secure the, the doors and... We should probably do something about the corpses too. The orcs we've downed. Aye, the farmhands. And in the pond, again... Yeah, the farm hands, and there was some. There was a hand, a severed hand in the pond. So maybe you want to check that. Don't want your pond contaminated. Perhaps we should give the the fallen, not the orcs, of course. Fucking orcs. Perhaps we should give those uh, those farm hands a proper burial. Yes. Perhaps a blessing. Yes. Fena, you are right, as always. And with that, you guys sort of make your way upstairs to to make preparations, and I think that's a perfect place to end this episode. <sighs> You can breathe. I can breathe. <laughs> yeah. Didn't go too bad. Those orcs are heavy hitters. But I, I managed to separate them, I think, and deal with them one by one. So yeah. help me out there. But what would really, really help us is if you would please leave us a review and to subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player of choice. Yeah, also make sure to visit us, our website, at i2td.com. 
There you'll find links to our Instagram, to our Twitter, all our social media. And also you'll find some links to our Discord, uh, invites to our Discord server where we're building community, having fun. So make sure to join us there and join in in the fun. You can talk to us in a like live environment. We'll probably be hanging around there, the channels there. Also, you'll find our Patreon and our Buy Me A Coffee links on the website. Yeah, you can use us to, to buy us a, a potion, which will help us uh, fight the inflation and Adabra's grasp on the potion market. Or you can join one of our patron tiers and join the Order of the Enlightened exclusive Discord channel. In exchange for some of your gold coins, you will get some sneak peeks, some bonus content, some behind the scenes, some polls, and who else? Who, sorry, who else? What else? Who else? You'll get a photo of Nick in his undies. <laughs> no, no, no. no um, just kidding. That's watch the space. Perhaps we'll, we'll get an OnlyFans if no, there's enough no, demand. No, let's not go there. Let's not go there. But yeah, uh, your support there would mean a lot to us. That would help us grow and expand and other words that mean the same thing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it'll help us bring you further content and help us work on what we love doing, which is this, and bring you content every week. So make sure to check those pages out, please. For sure. So that brings us to the end of the episode club. Yeah, the end of episode club, which is actually called the last of, sorry, the last of us is uh, another thing. The last ones. That would have been a cool name. The last of us. Yeah. I would vote for the last of us. But that's a ripoff though from a game, isn't it? We, we, we'll put it out to to the audience. What okay. do you think? What do you think? The last of us. The last one standing. Any other suggestions you may have? Maybe we've already decided in a name, and no one knows. Hmm. Yes, these episodes are recorded a little in advance. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, this section is where we like to have a little fun with the last of you guys, the ones that have made it to the very end. And I'm not going to explain it this time because I'm confident that the people here have already heard us go on and on about it. And those new ones, you're going to have to start on episode one. Listen to episode one. <laughs> if you're listening to episode, yeah, if you're listening to episode nine and you've just jumped in, you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to, <laughs> you're supposed to start at episode one. You're halfway through the campaign, so so go back there and you'll get. I didn't want to go on and on about explaining <laughs> the section, and I'd gone on and on about another thing. But anyway, so yeah, basically we're going to give you a a code word, a secret secret phrase that we want you to to incorporate into a comments. Um, leave it in any of the the social media channels that you follow us on, and if you don't follow us. Follow us and leave us, a, leave us a comment. That's right. The one that makes us laugh the most will get a shout out on our Discord channel. And today's catchphrase or secret code is... Mustache to mustache. Mm. Mm, I Intimate, wonder why. Intimate. Yeah, mustache to mustache. So drop that there in the comments. Make us laugh. Make us chuckle. So with that... We bid you farewell. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. As always, we are very grateful for your audience. And see you next time as we delve into the dungeon. Dungeon.